Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This year has been challenging for the 34-year-old farmer, rebuilding the cyclone-damaged sheep and beef farm. Despite all the hurdles, he tells Maggie Tweedy the opportunity to run Wormsley Canning Estate like his own is as good as it gets. Ben Anderson, currently living in uh, Parongahoe, farming sheep and beef, uh, breeding and fattening with a bit of store component, managing it for a trust. Place is called the Wormsley Canning Estate. I've been here for three years. So, yeah, managing 500 hectares here with uh, 2,500 breeding ewes to the ram and 150 female cattle to the bull. So, why did you choose farming? What attracted you to this profession? I was pretty lucky to grow up on a farm. I was always always involved with farming. It's sort of all I was ever going to do, really. Farming and shearing is all I've ever known and all I've wanted to do, really. When I was growing up, the old man was a shearing contractor when I was younger. He used to hang out at the woolshed a lot, and I loved the vibe about it, really. And then when I was up at Smedley, we sort of did a fair bit of the shearing up there and, yeah, got a real itch for it, really. But I only did it for a couple of years, sort of missed the dogs too much. Dogs are a, a huge part of the farm lifestyle. They're, they're mates, their company as well. How many dogs do you have? Oh, I've got a half a dozen down there, yeah. Nothing too spectacular at the moment, but pretty keen on them and passionate. They're pretty cool in them. Do you spend a lot of time training them? Not as much as I should be. <laughs> spend a bit more time training the kids nowadays. <laughs> and in terms of this property here, how did you stumble across it? And, and can you tell me a little bit more about the community here and what keeps you here? Because I understand there's quite a few young people. There's, there's a bit of community spirit in Paranghai. I was pretty fortunate enough that uh, my uncle was managing it previously. I was in a position down in Weber on a really neat property working with some cool people down there. And this job came up, and I wasn't really looking for a job. I loved it down there. There was, was a neat community as well. Chucked my name in the hat, and I was, yeah, lucky enough to be here. This estate's really good to work for. Two trustees that I work with, they're good people and easy to get on with. It's a, it's a real cool opportunity here. It's really neat to run a farm as, as though it's my own and chuck all the passion and drive into it and see the results and get the results for someone else is, is as good as it gets, really. What are some of the, the things that you do in order to keep one step ahead? Because we know we've been talking about these environmental challenges that you see and uh, regulations that come into force. What are some of the things that you have in your tool belt to kind of keep you prepared when times get a little bit tougher? On farm, sort of try and grow as much feed, balance out the feed curve really, chuck a bit of supplement away and do a lot of summer crops for lamb fattening, chuck some winter crops in to tup use on and pre-lamb use with. Yeah, in a year like this where we had plenty of feed, instead of pre-lambing on them, sort of it was good feed for young cattle. So yeah, take out those harsh factors. Nothing prepared us for Gabriel, obviously, but uh, like with summer dry possibly looming every year, it's always in the back of your mind. That's probably the biggest thing we try and avoid. Are you thinking you might actually be faring a little bit better this summer if you do hit a really dry patch? I think a Hawke's Bay summer probably does suit this property more than a, than a wet summer, but also just trying to limit how harsh that uh, Hawke's Bay summer can be on us. And what kind of crops have you got in place at the moment? Yeah, i just got holiday annual grasses in at the moment. They'll all go into chicory and clover and then um, 
Yeah, a bit of kale and plantain mix that the young heifers are on. Some winter crop didn't get put in because it was too wet in the summer, so that was all summer fallowed and then put in Daniel. Yeah, you've really had to change the game, eh? You've really had to just rejig some of those plans. Yeah, but that's farming, eh? You've got to farm for what's happening next month, I suppose. I'm pretty lucky, lean on some pretty good farmers that are mates and some older generation guys that I can talk to and lean on. I'm actually not too bad at listening to other people's ideas and that and enjoy learning and growing, so that makes it easier. Three years, what have you achieved in that time? Looking back, how have things changed? When it came here, it was very traditionally run, so most progeny was sold store. Yeah, it was made just a breeding component with a little bit of fattening. So tried to really ramp up the fattening and uh, done a lot of fencing development, added a fair bit of water. With the council's regulations, we've just finished fencing off all of the creeks. Finished about a month before Gabriel came along and took a whole lot of it away, but that's probably probably been the biggest change has been um, fencing infrastructure. And does the council fund part of that? Yeah, so when I got here it was at 75%, but um, we ended up yeah doing most of it at 50%, which was uh, still good. Fencing the rivers off has meant easier management. Had to add water in to a lot of places because the river was the water, but yeah, so 50% from them and 50% up front from us. We're up at the house now uh, where you live with your family, which has also grown quite significantly in the last couple of years, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah, well, we came here with the three kids, but yeah, um, the kids are pretty young. My wife, Shay, my oldest daughter, she turns eight next week. Twins, that'll turn six soon, yeah. So they're all at um, Fleming School down the road there and ticking away as a family and pretty privileged to be here, really. It's a great place to bring up a family. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing quite like the rural upbringing. And what about this river that I can see just looking down in the property? What river is that? And Did that come up pretty high? You would have probably been able to see that swell during the cyclone. Yeah, so that's a, that's the Tauti Kaitai River. Nah, some people refer it to as the Porongo River, but they've done a lot of damage. From went from being a beautiful river to being a bit of a mess. Really, the bridge down there was lapping at the bottom of that. So, as you can imagine, it done a fair bit of fair bit of destruction. Driving out here on the way, you can see around Wanstead Bridge. It's like a massive dam, and that gets pretty soggy at the best of times. But it, it looks like a bit of a dam around there. That hasn't really gone down since the cyclone. Had a lot of rain events since Gabriel too, to be fair. But well, I think we're we're over that now and moving forward, hopefully. And in terms of sorting out those fences, has that been a bit of a headache for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been a huge cost too, especially with a lot of it being brand new. It's pretty disheartening. But we're getting there. Pretty fortunate that I've got um, got a guy that lives in the cottage that's a bloody good fencer. So between me and him, we've got most of it back up what we can. But the summers, there's still a lot of work to be done in the summer where we can finally push into some of those dark spots we can't get to. So is it just you two working on the farm together? He's on a casual basis, so, yeah, just casual um, for fencing. And then, yeah, just try and do as much as I can on my own. And, yeah, I was using, she's since moved away, so sort of a bit of casual work here and there with the stock, but mainly try and power it out on my own so I can do more fencing and development work. Porangahoe farmer Baden Anderson.